The SEC taught us that anything is possible, that just when you think you've seen it all, you won't believe what happens next, that comebacks are not the makings of miracles, but are born out of preparation, perspiration, and perseverance. As the official bank of the SEC, at Regions, we take these lessons to heart and strive to bring our best every single day. What has the SEC taught you? Join the conversation with hashtag SEC Lessons. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. Thank you, Mike Salmon, for the intro. Enjoyed that uh, SEC spot from uh, Regions. What a great uh, bowl season we had. Um, still have an SEC win coming on Monday night, I hope, coming from the bank of the SEC. J.D. Mueller here, market executive for Regions Bank on Regions Business Radio. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, we have uh, what we've deemed in the studio the Ryan and Brian show, Ryan Jones and Brian Andrew. Ryan is a banker with us in the Gwinnett area for Regions Bank on the commercial team. And uh, Brian Andrew is for Georgia Mechanical. You're going to get to meet both of these guys today and have a listen to a little bit of a conversation about what we're doing in the community together and uh, and who we are. But let me kick off a little bit of, of, of 2021 already. I saw there, there's a bunch of funny memes going around on social media one of my favorites is, you know, I've had my seven-day free trial of 2021. I'd like to return it. While those things are fun, funny, and uh, worth a little bit of a laugh, 2021's here. And I think that our team at Regions and, and our uh, broader team as a total bank is focused on uh, making 2021 a very good year for our customers and shareholders. And um, what we've learned through 2020 is that business looks and feels different in light of COVID and remote uh, engagement. So we're spending a lot of time talking about how do we engage deeper with our customers and our prospects when everything is essentially virtual. You know, we used to be, uh, at least my team and uh, our team around Atlanta, we used to be really good at the drop-in, uh, you know, at the handshake, at the coffee shop, and those things um, – uh, are on pause for now. So how do we go about building and deepening relationships uh, in, in 2021? Uh, it's something that we're committed to, that, that we, uh, the use of technology, um, and I think too, will be our commitment to make sure that our customers know more about how we see them based on how they're transacting business at the bank. Uh, using technology in a way that, that allows our customers to know things like uh, what does your line of credit usage look like or um, there, there seems to be some transactions that are, that are taking place that, that are you aware that I'm not talking about fraudulent I'm talking about just different activities so we're going to use technology and, and data analysis to strengthen our relationship with our customers in 2021. And then as, uh, you know, from, a, from a, a more practical standpoint, it's just sort of leaning into uh, com meaningful conversations and, and, and uh, you know, how things are going. Uh, I think my opinion is that any more in the banking business, especially in the commercial world, 
uh, there's going to be a trend away from rate and fee and towards value and knowledge. And that's what we're committed to. So if you're, if you're an executive, if you're an owner of a business uh, in and around Gwinnett or Metro Atlanta, um, and, and those are the types of conversations that you want to have, um, you know, we're happy to have them. Uh, we are uh, also uh, looking, if you will, to, uh, to, to bring people on to help us to share this message more broadly. So if you're, if you're out there uh, and you're a, a, a commercial banker with experience that, that likes uh, what you hear about regions, um, we look forward to hearing from you as well. Um, keeping with my theme from last month, uh, just I think in today's world where there seems to be a lot of I don't want to say anger, but there just seems to be some discomfort around. I want to remind, um, talking to Ryan and Brian here and, and, and to our listeners, just real quick, a review of, of our region's values. And I think it's important in light of what's going on uh, in our culture today to reiterate who we are, uh, to reiterate what region stands for. And it's this, number one, pe- put people first, put people first. Number two, do what is right. Do what is right. Focus on your customer. Uh, We'll hear about this in a moment, but uh, I'm making an assumption that Brian would agree that Ryan Jones is a banker that focuses on his customers, and uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Our our fourth value is to reach higher. Um, I've talked to my kids a lot about the fact that, uh, you know, show me your friends and I'll show your future. I think you can say that about business. Um, you know, client selectivity is something that's very important to a successful business. Um, and if you're, if we're around people that are, that are helping us reach higher instead of pulling us down individually and as corporations, um, we are going to find success. And then finally is, um, enjoy life. Um, looks different now than it did a year ago. Uh, but for example, uh, not to take it personal, but last night I, my, my fourth grade daughter was watching some Hallmark shows and, uh, I just snuggled up with her on the couch and watched the Hallmark show, you know, and, and it's not anything that I would typically have turned to. Um, but, uh, I just enjoyed that time, you know, just, um, just enjoyed it. And I was, ma- I was making fun of her, you know, they're all the same, just the hometown, and uh, the big city that they come from, and whether it's the girl remembering the boy or the boy remembering, but but enjoying life. If it's sitting on the couch with, with a family member to watch. Last week it was movie night, and I introduced my seventh grade son to Top Gun and Maverick. Oh man, what a great <laughs> night! So uh, you don't have a you don't have a clip of Maverick back there, do you? I should I should have <laughs> teed that up for you. Yeah. Hey, let me introduce everyone to, to Ryan Jones. Ryan Jones uh, works with me at Regions Bank. He's a commercial banker. Um, he has an office at our Duluth location with Kathy Haywood. And, uh, and I wanted Brian to, uh, Ryan to introduce himself and talk a little bit about his um, business focus uh, at Regions and what he does for us. So, so Ryan, thanks for being with me today. Uh, hope you enjoy that intro. And so tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do at Regions Bank. Well, thanks, J.D. And I'm, I'm counting the times you mess up Brian and Ryan. So that's <laughs> one. That's the first one. Yeah. Uh, but again, I, I cover Gwinnett. I'm a lifelong Gwinnett person. I went to Brookwood High School and uh, went away for, for college, came back. And uh, I have lived back here for about 15 years. Uh, graduated 
Presbyterian College, uh, played baseball up there and graduated, started working at a bank five years after, uh, five days, sorry, five days after I graduated and, uh, and here I am. I've spent some time at larger banks, at smaller banks, and uh, I feel like I've, I've found a home here. Came on board at the end of 19, so uh, normally that'd be about a year of tenure, but uh, I feel like 2020 <laughs> kind of counted uh, for, for probably about a decade of service here yeah. in Regions. So uh, lo- love the team, love you, and uh, you know, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, uh, you know, we, we, we look at that one-year anniversary, and it feels like, like you said, a decade. I mean, yeah. you think about starting, and then you go through PPP, and yeah. Um, and all of those things. When I when I when I go through the region's values, um, what what which one resonates most with you uh, in your own heart and your own practice? Yeah. So, to be honest, you, you kind of prepped me for this a few days ago. You you told me to look at the values, and and honestly, I didn't have to go too far. I looked at the first one, and I looked at put people first. And uh, to me, uh, to expand on that a little bit, it doesn't say put. Uh, just your customers that make you a bunch of money or just your friends at the bank or just any particular type of person. It says put people first. Mm. And and it's really a, one of the main reasons that wasn't spoken to me prior to joining Regions, but it's really one of the reasons I'm here in that it matches up with, with me and my life's mission, which is very simply to live a life of service and to love other people. So I think if I can wake up every day and if I can say, how can I serve somebody today and how can I show love to somebody today? Mm. Then I think I've done a pretty good job. And, uh, you know, one thing that we may not know about JD Mueller yet is that he's a quote machine, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know if he's done this on the previous podcast, but I feel like it's probably a requirement that if you come on the podcast, you have to share a quote. So I'm going to try, I I might butcher it. So a book I'm reading is called believe in people. Charles Koch um, is the, is the author, but, and the quote that stuck out to me is a good society is not made up of grand schemes or bold designs. It's millions of small caring acts repeated day after day. Oh, all right. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I did it once. No, no, you got to say it again. Yeah. That is, oh, that boy. is really good. Yeah. So, and it's, I think it's very applicable to today, right? So a good society is not made up of grand designs or bold decisions. It's made up of small, millions of small caring acts repeated day after day ah uh, you know i meet with some uh you don't know this but i meet every friday at papa jack's restaurant down in uh Brazelton. Nice. amanda loves that <laughs> um i go to papa jack's and i meet with um middle school boys and we have bre- we have a man's breakfast ah, you know nice. and uh, we, we we talk about that life isn't made up of uh of five or six big decisions it's made up of a million small ones and the decisions that we make now are going to have an impact for, for their entire lifetime. Um, I'm gonna have to read that book too. Wow, that is really good. Put people first. I thank you, Ryan, because you know your your embracing of that and the way that you see it is refreshing to me. I, I just after Brian, I don't know about you, but. You know, I've tried to take Twitter and Facebook off my phone. I'm tired of the yeah. sort of cesspool of stuff that's coming. Yeah. And, 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 Ryan, for you to say, it says put people first. I mean, it, it, it's almost an emotional, emotional reaction that I have um, because we need more of that. We, we just, we have these, you know, these labels. And, 
and and in, you know I'm not going political in a, in a banking uh, podcast. I'm saying that at regions we see people, we see people, and and we know that at our branches or in our commercial banking unit, that that there are people that are going through stuff. You know, here's an example. Um, so I have a neighbor, uh, lives across the street from me in my neighborhood in Braselton, and um, this summer they made a banking change to Regents. Well, um, his name's Paul. He has a son, Garrett. About a month ago, find out that, that, that um, there, there's a, a bad medical diagnosis in Garrett's life. And, um, you know, uh, that, that's dramatic for any parent to hear when their kid, their child has a dramatic, you know, medical uh, diagnosis. So Paul's panicking. I mean, he's got to be at the hospital. Um, he, he's got to take care of his son. He's got to do, you know, he's going to be the dad. Well, you know, our team at Regions responded in just a natural way to help them get their accounts set up, you know, to, to deal with this situation. Because his life turned upside down with one, one sentence. And when we put people first, you know, within policy, within procedure, within regulation, but if we focus on our customer or people in general, we'll, we'll be better. Yeah, you and know, I think we'll be better. I think you talked about a couple weeks ago creating a culture of kindness. And I think what happens when you put that out into the world is end result is you end up being surrounded by people like Brian and companies that share that similar vision as you do. Yeah, what a great segue. Thank you, Ryan. That's a, a great intro. We didn't even plan that out. I mean, you're experienced podcaster already. <laughs> to my left here is Brian Andrew, and he's been waiting patiently. I hope you've enjoyed sort of our intro. Brian, tell us about yourself yeah. and Georgia Mechanical and what we you're listening it. here. All right, so uh, first of all, J.D., thanks for uh, inviting Georgia Mechanical to be part of this. I, I'll tell you, um, Ryan uh, said that uh, you tipped your hand uh, about the, uh, the, the core value or key value proposition uh, to be discussed today. Uh, full disclosure for me, uh, I had no idea which of your key values we'd be talking about today, but it just so happens, uh, coincidentally, that it is Georgia Mechanical's primary key value. Uh, if you visit our website, georgiamechanical.com, you'll see the banner at the top says, our people make the difference. Wow. Now, we did not go in and uh, mysteriously edit our website here <laughs> just while I've been sitting here uh, across a microphone from you guys. Uh, it's, it's really words that we live by. So uh, we, we went through a major redesign of our website, actually, over the course of the last year. And kind of the way that that went was that I facilitated a big discussion in our conference room over the course of several weeks and into several months. And we put up on the whiteboard as we were brainstorming, we wrote down all of the great things that we think we have at Georgia Mechanical. 
and there was one common thread through every single set of words that we wrote up there and it all came down to the people of Georgia Mechanical. So uh, it's it's kind of funny because then we started going through photos and job site photos and some of the service work, really cool stuff that we do uh, with our service department. Uh, and it, it, there was one thing that was missing from most of those photos. Your people. People. <laughs> we, would, we would take uh, photos of all these really cool, massive chiller towers that our service department replaced or rebuilt or, you know, a massive Amazon warehouse that, that our construction group had, had just done the work on. Uh, but uh, we didn't have our people in there. So we, wow. are, we are taking steps now to make sure that we have some of our people in our photos because that is very central and core to our message. It's, it's very much who we are at Georgia Mechanical. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and we didn't even plan that. No. Um, beyond the fact that Georgia Mechanical is focused on on people and I'm you know I'm thinking about the Georgia Mechanical guys I see at my building sometimes yeah. you know very kind see them at the elevator yeah. welcome hey yeah. how are you um we still can't figure out my thermostat but that's an off the record conversation <laughs> um <laughs> we'll get somebody right there JD. it's not digital who's I, listening in the office I, I think that thermostat's been there since the building was put in but I digress um, beyond the fact that Georgia Mechanical is focused on on people, uh, and you know, n putting putting people first, um, tell us a little bit more about their product offerings and the history of yeah. Georgia Mechanical. Okay, so uh, Georgia Mechanical was founded in in 1987. Uh, we're currently in the second generation of ownership. I'm president and CEO now. Uh, just took this role actually last month. Uh, but I'm, I'm just really super excited about the future. We, uh, we are commercial and industrial heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration contractors. We have a construction group that does new construction and big remodels, uh, and a service group that can service or replace virtually any type of heating, air conditioning, or refrigeration equipment. Uh, on the construction side, uh, we do everything from, from retail to heavy commercial industrial spaces. Of course, uh, at this point, uh, we, it, historically, we've, we've burned through a lot of big box retail. Mm. And what we've seen over the course of uh, uh, the last few years is a transformation. There's a new face to retail, and it's mm -hmm. a big warehouse uh, and so uh, we have we have made a pivot to meet the marketplace and the market needs and so uh, that is a big chunk of our construction business and of course uh, with the whole uh, big massive curveball of this global pandemic that we're living through uh, we've seen a, a big compression of the expected growth in that space mm -hmm. uh, so it's just explosive at this point wow wow how many uh, how many employees well we have just over a hundred employees right now uh, a lot of our travel work is done by uh, contract uh, okay. workers too but it, these these contract guys are very much uh, a part of the Georgia mechanical team as much as our 
our in-house employees are. Are they driving Georgia mechanical trucks and wear Georgia mechanical uh, they shirts? They wear Georgia me- mechanical shirts. Uh, a lot of times they're they're traveling in their own vehicles just because of the distance. Like we uh, we just recently completed a project in uh, Kent, Washington, in Washington State. So uh, a lot of times they're in in not in Georgia Mechanical branded vehicles, but definitely Georgia Mechanical shirts. They're Georgia Mechanical workers. Gotcha. Um, So there's some explosive growth going on in a particular area that you're refocused on. You got 100 employees, you know, second generation uh, ownership and leadership. Um, Just out of curiosity, uh, are you guys looking to find new experienced people you know, help, uh, you know, uh, laborers, workers, technicians uh, yes. at Georgia yes. Mechanical? Uh, we always are. Uh, I mean, that is, uh, and, and, and part of my message to our folks, our managers, is uh, even when you think you don't need field help, uh, you do. So uh, <laughs> the right time to hire uh, somebody is when you meet the right person to join the Georgia Mechanical team. So absolutely, uh, you know, our, our service work is, is consistent and steady. Uh, you know, of course, there's a seasonal component to that, but part of the benefit that that we offer to our team members at Georgia Mechanical is that even when field work is slow, uh, our our core group of of people are still getting their paycheck every week, and there are not many companies like us that mm. that do that. And so, again. You know, it's it, our, especially on the service side, the work is seasonal, uh, but we make sure that everybody is getting 40 hours a week. And, it, and, and this was true even through uh, the COVID period. Oh, where wow. it, and, and so even when we didn't have to, we were still taking care of our folks. And uh, we've had, we've had a, a flood of people come through that are are looking for employment because other companies around town have have let them go through mm-hmm. this time period mm. but all of the people that we had going into this are still employed by georgia mechanical today and not a single one of those guys has gotten a paycheck for less than 40 hours wow wow can i make a, a yeah. quick note just something you said stuck out to me you was talking about in the middle of covid I think it's worth noting that we kind of onboarded Georgia Mechanical at, yes. at the height of the pandemic. I mean, like yeah. the week the, the world shut yeah. down yeah. was when we were just yeah. getting ready to, to sign them on. And at that time, as a banker, it was kind of a time where there was a lot of emotions coming from mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I was getting, you know, feedback. I was getting a lot of emotional responses from a lot of people and the thing that stuck out to me is you really got to know who somebody really was through that period oh yeah and with brian and with gmi what i came to find out is brian would always say what's the plan how do we get there he's very process oriented and as long as he knew the plan he was good he was patient and that's something that will i will always remember and always value from gmi is just the patience and the respect and the trust during a just insane time for everybody. Yeah, what a what an interesting point. Um, not not so so. I have a minor in psychology. I'm not going into psychology here. 
But I'm thinking about the work that you do and um, the fact that you can't shoot from the hip when you're running a mechanical business. No. You know, it, there has to yeah. be a plan. Yeah. So what can we learn? So, you know, in, in the banking world where we're very, um, it's highly competitive, very commoditized, you know, everybody's got loans, everybody's got checking accounts. And sometimes I think we're guilty of trying to run too fast to, to, to you know, to get a deal done or something like that. But if we have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, if you just rushed into an Amazon warehouse without without drawing only to get it done to get the check. Yeah. I don't think that worked yeah. out very well. Right. My point being right. planning matters and, and meaningful conversations matter. Yeah. How about from your perspective during that time of COVID working with Ryan, um, the quality of the conversations, um, you know, were, not not only were they helpful, but, you know, were, were we able to engage in the idea of a plan throughout those conversations? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. And uh, so I, I got to say, it, you know, as, as challenging as it was, uh, the communication with Ryan uh, about the plan, I would ask a question. Ryan would say, I'll get back to you. I would know that Ryan would be working away in in spite of the communication challenges. I, you know, when we were trying to get the PPP loan through, uh, you know, I was I was texting Ryan. I think one night at almost ten o'clock, you know, and I I've never had you talk about people and relationships, and I've never had that kind of relationship with with my banker before. Mm. Um, but it, it, you know the the planning, the communication, uh, in in spite of all of it and, and all of its challenges, it was it was really solid. And so I'm going to see if I can pull a quote out for you. Jim. Yeah, like, okay, I love okay, it. So okay, so this is uh, this is a Dwight Eisenhower quote, and he said, "In preparing for battle, I've found plans to be." completely useless but planning to be totally indispensable and so it's not like we could go into this this whole covid thing with a prescribed plan like a step-by-step how we were going to get loans processed uh with everybody being remote clients attorneys Mm. i mean the whole thing (laughs) i mean it, nobody could prescribe a plan that would would fit, but planning and and adapting, and so I think that's a big component of the Eisenhower quote is yeah. that that planning. So we we have an idea for how we can make this thing work, but we also know that we're going to have to adapt and change based on on changing conditions. Right. Two so, great quotes from today. Yeah. How about that? And I love that, even from a, a business standpoint. Um, I, I was on a, a, a Zoom meeting yesterday with the Gwinnett Chamber, and uh, there was a gentleman there that that has a business that does business plans. And, and I'm, I'm thinking about the plans, and in the Eisenhower quote, the fact of planning, mm-hmm. it, it's constantly happening. Yes. You know, tweaking. Yeah. Uh, one final question. Um, as a... Uh, as a as an executive uh 
think about how I want to ask this, but does it uh, erode confidence in your banker if they have to tell you, I'm not sure right now, let me get back to you? Not a bit, actually. Uh, quite the opposite. Uh, I appreciate complete honesty. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, for one, I'm, I'm never going to make up an answer uh, if I don't know the answer to the question, I'm going to shoot you straight. And I'm going to say, look, I don't know. And a lot of times I'll say, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to have to talk to somebody smarter than me and I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Because Ditto. usually it's, uh, it, it's, it, it's a technical question that, uh, you know, I'm not even going to venture a guess on. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I appreciate the honesty and the transparency that you know i don't know but i will get the answer for you and coming from ryan i know that when he says those words that i can count on him to get an answer for me perfect thank you for letting me ask that that question i i think there's a leadership lesson in in there somewhere because uh you know we live in a microwave society and and i'm afraid that our younger generation of um of business leaders may be defaulting to the fact that if they don't have the answer right now then they're dumb or they're not they're ill-equipped when in fact every time i've found that i didn't have an answer to a client's question i improved because i was able to go ask a subject matter expert what do we do about this you know and i'm like you um it may be a credit question it may be a credit a, a treasury management question or investment question um and those things help me, you know, to, to get better. So thank you for letting me ask yeah, you that. Yeah. It's sort of a seemingly simple question. Um, but I think mature business conversations that are focused on both sides getting better uh, allow for a back and forth of this is how things work for me. This is how things work for you. And, and if part of it is I don't know yet, I'll get back to you. Perfect. That's yeah. good. Wow. We learned a lot about Georgia Mechanical. Yeah, right? cool. And, and – uh, and 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 you and your leadership and I, I got to tell you, uh, I'm going to track down that Eisenhower quote. I, I like Eisenhower anyway. I mean, yeah. you know, um, years ago someone asked me what my dream job was, and I'd like to say it's market executive for Regions Bank, uh, but my true dream dream job would be the uh, the, the chairman of Augusta National Golf Club. <laughs> uh, although Dwight Eisenhower was never the chairman, he was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, uh, and some of the things he did over there, uh, engineering the ponds and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, I chasing another rabbit. Let's talk for a second about community um, uh, and people. People are important, not just the people that work for us, not just the people that buy from us, not just the people that come to us for service, but people in our communities are, are, are important to both of our organizations. Um, Ryan, do you mind telling us a little bit about your commitment to the community through the food bank? Give us a give us some information on that. Yeah, I think we need a longer podcast, but just just real quick. So a couple, <laughs> a couple, <laughs> a couple years ago, um, it started as a thing that I was trying to do with my son. Uh, when he was good at school, we'd give him a dollar for himself and a dollar for he made a giving box, right? So you'd put a dollar in the box. When the box filled up, we would go to Publix, get cans, and then take them to the food bank and deliver them and kind of as a physical thing to say, here's what we're doing, right? And so that happened a few times. Um, you know, I, the people were so nice to me. I said, you know what, I should probably help these guys out a little bit. A lot of people are older. And I've found that if you have some muscles and you have 
a pickup truck. You're a very valuable person for any nonprofit organization that, <laughs> that deals with people. But muscles uh, in a pickup truck. Muscles in a pickup truck are, are a valuable things. So I started helping with that, and um, you know what I found is it's you know I talked about my my life mission of serving, loving other people, and I found it a very practical way to show someone that you love them is by helping them with food. Right? It's mm. a messy thing. It's a hard thing. I have food products now that are four letter words to me uh, in terms of uh, like milk, for instance, milk is uh, very perishable. It's very heavy. Uh, milk and me don't have a great relationship um, due to, <laughs> but the, just the things that it's not an easy thing to do, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a messy kind of thing, but, yeah. um, but the, the relationships and the instances of just the individual instances of people that are going through so much, going through sickness and addiction and fear and anxiety and, and all the things that we've all gone through in this past year. And they're so thankful to just get a week's worth of food for their family, right? Mm -hmm. And I've seen people that have come to get food that have that donated the only $4 that they've had. I've had a, a gentleman in a nursing home that has literally called me and had his, he couldn't write the check. He had his caregiver write the check so he can make a donation back to the food bank Oh wow! for food. And just, just stuff like that. We do stuff at the schools that, that inspires me as well. We do a, a Friday night food fights where all the local schools, they do a food competition. Then we go on the football field. Obviously that was different this year, but you know what? Even through COVID, they, they raised $25,000, eight schools participated. They raised $25,000 amongst the schools to go to not only our food bank, but other food banks in the area. But just stuff like that, it just, it, it fills my cup. And, okay, so you gotta be specific. Which is your food bank? The, the pantry at Hamilton Mill. The pantry at Hamilton Mill. Um, and, and you, every Saturday morning, you're driving a box truck, you're, you're working, putting stuff together and, and getting food out to families. Yeah, so we do, we do pickups. I actually kind of started with the box truck. I've learned in life, one of the things is, if you struggle with something enough, people will notice and say, start to feel a little sorry for you. So we actually have a team that does the pickups now. So I lead the food bank. I'm, you know, I'm, my job title is the director of, of the food bank and, and uh, that's kind of my thing. But yeah, just to, to talk a little bit about this year, maybe, um, you know, last year when I started, we served about 180 families a week. So March, fast forward March 14th, the first Saturday that we had to literally, just as companies and everybody else, had to totally figure out a totally different way to do things. So we started doing a drive-through. We had 295 families show up on that first week. That 295 turned into 400. That 400 turned into 500. And now we're doing 600 families every single week that come through uh, 630 in the morning. If you get there at 630, the parking lot is completely full of probably 150 cars that are already there lined up to get the food. A million pounds of food left our doors in 2020. Oh which my is goodness! Just, you know, it's it's sad. Wow! It is. Wow! So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's our live studio audience. Oh, I guess. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Brian, tell us a little bit about Georgia Mechanical's focus on the community and what y'all do to support. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Every year around the holidays, Georgia Mechanical uh, selects a, a local charity or uh, a family in need uh, to support through the holiday season. Uh, over the course of you know the last year and talking to Ryan, he has a, a very strong 
passion mm -hmm. for the pantry at Hamilton Mill. And so uh, as he would talk, talk about it, I kind of socked that away in my memory bank. And uh, so this year came around and uh, I talked to the leadership team at Georgia Mechanical and we decided that uh, the pantry at Hamilton Mill would be our charity of choice oh, wow. uh, for this holiday season. And so the way that that works is that all of our employees are given the opportunity um, to make a donation either in cash or out of, we'll deduct it out of their paychecks. Mm -hmm. This is their money. And, um, and the company matches dollar for dollar what our folks decide to give. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so uh, I am very pleased to present uh, the pantry at Hamilton Mill, a check for $2,300. <laughs> yes, thank you. That is wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Brian, that is awesome. And thank yeah. you to all the employees at yeah. Georgia Mechanical as well uh, for, for, for jumping on the vision. And uh, what a blessing. How many people will that feed, Ryan? So, yeah, just to give you a little background on another quote, I, I don't even – I don't know the whole quote. You know, Jim Valvano, when he goes on ESPN, and yeah. he, he says, you know, one thing you got to do, you got to laugh. You got to – if you laugh every day and you cry every day – so Brian definitely got me with the crying that day. Um, I thought he was talking about himself, just giving his individual gift. And then uh, he actually sent me an email. I was on a Zoom call when he sent me the email. I was leading the call and I had to stop. I, I was moved to, I, I had to, nobody knew why I just all of a sudden, you know, um, was overcome. But, um, it, you know, it's just it's moments like that, that that's what you live for, right? I mean, yeah. when somebody does an act like that, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's just amazing. So I just did the, the official calculation. That's 28,750 pounds of food that we can put out. Uh, we have a relationship with the Atlanta Community Food Bank where we can buy food for very cheap. Um, so that 2,300 bucks, 28,750 pounds, that, that'll go out to, to our community. Wow. Nice. Thank you very much You're to welcome. both of yeah. you. I mean, yeah. what, a, what a wonderful partnership. You know, I think... In, in in closing, um, I, th I think that's a wonderful picture of the fact that when s not just successful businesses, but when people with a like-minded approach to people or business get together, it's really what our communities need to have an impact. I mean, Georgia Mechanical is an iconic brand, and in in the in the region you know based in swanee certainly but and then regions is well known and when you put those two things together it's pretty good yeah it's pretty good but when you put ryan and brian together as representatives for both of those organizations it it makes it even better it, it just comes back to everything is about people you know it's all about people um any closing comments i don't think so i think we, you've covered it all jd what a great morning yeah this yeah, was, was great. good yeah. how about you ryan any closing comments i think you have operating orders from now on you got to get the people prepared with the quotes because i think you oh, know yeah. we've been through a couple quotes today <laughs> i think it helped us out but you know i just this was awesome went great Twenty-eight thousand seven hundred fifty pounds of food which will bless and help families immensely um really we could talk about we could talk about 
you know, Georgia Mechanical and, and their expertise. We can talk about regions and our expertise, but what we're celebrating today is having an impact on our community because of gentlemen like you. And uh, thank you both for what you do. Thank you for joining me today. And, uh, and thank you all for listening to uh, Regions Business Radio. We look forward to seeing you again next time on the podcast. And uh, thank you. We're signing off. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Brian. <laughs>